Welcome to Miss Viva Storyteller Podcast. This podcast is for anyone who has lost their voice and want to get it back. I lost my voice at a very young age, and it took me years of pain and hurt to get it back. On this podcast, I will bring you personal stories that will make you laugh, cry, think, heal, and in some cases, propel you into making new and better choices. At the end of each story, I give you my thoughts and I ask you probing questions to make you think. No one is perfect and no answer is wrong. So let's get started. Welcome to Miss V the Storyteller Podcast. You guys, you all know by now that Every time I have a guest on the show, I always do a meet and greet first so that I can get to know the person they can get to know me. Well, LeJune and I, we didn't talk for one hour. We talked for a couple of hours, just laughing, sharing stories, getting to know each other. And so I knew when she said, okay, I'm going to be on the show, I know that it's going to be really good. I really know that. And even before we started recording, her and I was talking and sharing stories about things that happened to us today. So this is really going to be good. So Lejeune, tell us about your about yourself. Okay, I am Lejeune Singleton. I am the founder and CEO of Lejeune Singleton LLC, fitness, Yay. health, nutrition, and mindset business. Uh, board certified health coach, certified health and wellness coach, uh, nutritional lifestyle coach, personal trainer, speaker, <laughs> podcaster. Um if if I don't do if I ain't listed, I probably do it. So <laughs> author of Releasing My Trauma, Roots of Self Sabotage, writer, those are some of the things that I do, but most importantly a child of God. So that is Hey man, I love that. She has just as many no, she has more hats than I do. However, that health stuff, you know, that working out, all that's on her. Because as y'all see, I'm fluffy. I'm working on it now. I'm six pounds down, so I'm good. Boy, it's been more than that. Yeah, I'm down. I'm really working yes, on honey. it. So yes, yes, yeah, yes. But the author and the podcaster and all those other things, here we are. So I know, you know, we talked about our, my podcast and all the different stories and everything. So what story resonated with you that you said, you know what, I want to talk about that on her show? Finding the rest of my voice, I've just resonated with that because you and I had talked about that before you even sent it to me. And especially when it comes to family, friends, um, that's typically where we still lose our, our voice is still lost because we're like, well, that's my mom, that's mm -hmm. my brother, that's my mm -hmm. sister, that's been my bestie since nursery school, those types of things. We get stuck there where we feel like we can't speak up or say anything, but we're also continuously losing ourselves and who mm -hmm. we are in our place. And we're saying to them, it's okay to disrespect me, to gaslight me, and, you know, keep me down here when we're always meant to be up here. Absolutely. So that definitely resonated with me, especially, you know, you were saying it was with the family member. And those are typically the people we don't say anything to. We just ignore and be like, 
oh, that's just Johnny. That's that's just how he mm-hmm. is. Absolutely. No. So let me tell you all a little bit about the story that she's talking about. It's called Finding the Rest of My Voice. Um, basically, is you if you've been following me or you know my podcast, you know that I lost my voice at six. I stopped talking and you know, I went through a whole lot to get it back. God gave me back my voice back. I got it back. And then I turned into the cusser out and I was cussing folk out and all that stuff. So I had to ask the Lord again to come on, Lord, help me get a medium. I don't want to be cussing folk out and I definitely don't want to be the non-talker. So, you know, we're, you know, I'm not, I'm not 50-50, y'all. I'm, I'm real. I am a good, strong 70, 30 or something like that, you know, meaning 30% of the cusser out is still in me because you catch me on a bad day anybody god only knows what's gonna come out your mouth so anyway so in this particular story i didn't realize that i had i did not have my full voice and it took three conversations with three family members for me to get my full voice back and it was a conversation that i had with one family member and when i got off the phone i was like why didn't you say anything why did you let them continue to talk to you that way why 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 And then God was like, because you don't have your full voice. When it comes to family members, you pick and choose. And there are some family members that you just don't say anything to. And I was like, wow. But God allowed me to talk to the three family members, each different conversation. And each conversation, I got my voice back with them because I had lost and I started to speak up for myself and say what I needed to say. But I also learned in that episode that I had to season my words. I couldn't go at them aggressively because the cussa Ada was still back there. (laughs) She was trying to come out. So I shared that story, you know, because I want people to get their full voice back is you should never lose your voice, especially with your family. They should be the ones where you should be able to say anything, you know, and have a good conversation. Even if you don't agree, the world is where you should be, you know, maybe not so much because you don't know the people. And nowadays people got guns and they'll shoot you. But, you know, with family, we feel like we don't have, we, we don't have the right to speak up for ourselves. So, you know, when you were growing up, was there a time when you just did not have your full voice or even as an adult? So I lost my voice at seven. I told my mom that I, well, you know, as a kid, you don't really know what molestation is or molesting, being molested is. So I told her my cousin was bothering me. Her response was, tell your aunt. So that in itself was like, you're my protector. You should handle this situation. So she didn't. So I lost my voice. Um, I wouldn't, you know, talk about anything Mm -hmm. with her at all. And it was years and years and years. And it's still that point now with certain things I don't share with her because of how she responded or what she said. Yes. Um, where it was, I was doing modeling, acting. I had a comp card and I showed it to her and I just had on this denim dress. And it was like a little, you know, a little bit past my knees. It wasn't even like, you know, some of these dresses now. And she was like, <laughs> she kind of, and I was like, nope, won't be sharing anything else about you to you or whatever. So, um, it just got to a, and it spilled over to other people when it came to friends 
when it came to work, when it came to other family members, where it was either I didn't say even relationships, I wouldn't say anything or I would just, you know, basically ignore it. But it's to the point now I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. So I, you know, I was in uh, my last relationship and I was just telling somebody last night I was reading different forms of gaslighting. And I remember expressing to my ex that something that they did bothered me. And the response would be, oh, well, if I hurt your feelings, I'm sorry. If you hurt my feelings, I just told you, you hurt my feelings. (laughs) But basically you're saying, okay, well, it is what it is. So got you. That means that this is not, this is not what's going to work. Um, and you know, me and my ex are great friends, but you know, people always like, well, I think y'all going to get back together. No, because it's a lot of stuff that comes up Mm -hmm. that is like, no, it, it gave me that behavior. My mom gave to me And it's like, no, I can't have someone that is giving me that same energy of me losing my voice and losing who I am as an individual, because I will never be masked again. And I'm still working on it. And, you know, definitely a lot of situations where um, it comes to family and it comes to friends where you're trying not to be confrontational. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to realize you got to speak up for yourself and it may become confrontational or not, but you still have to let that person know, you know what? I didn't quite like that. No, that's not quite how that went. And it's okay. If you don't remain friends from that. Okay. You had your season with them. Great. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That is so true. But you know, I also, um, as you were talking, you know, it came to me, um, but people, women, especially women, we don't, we not only leave, lose our voice with family members, but we lose it on our jobs. And I also found out that many people lose it in their marriages because they just don't want to deal or their boyfriends or whatever. They get to a point where they're just tired of arguing and fighting and fussing. And then they just stop talking. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that is so detrimental to you when you choose to not say anything. You should be able to say whatever you want to with class, with, you know, kindness out of love. And I don't mean the right to cuss people out. I'm saying to how you feel, <laughs> to say how you feel, but you have to also be aware of how you saying it and the person you're saying it to because you can't say the same you can't say everything to everyone the same way because they don't receive it the same way it it is on them but then you have to take some responsibility too so at what point did you like I had that moment on the phone with my family member almost say who it was with that family member And when I got off the phone, I was like, why didn't you, did you, have you ever had one of those, what, you know, they call Oprah aha moment. We ever had that when you said, you know what? I still do not have my voice because of this. It happened to me literally in October. It was someone who had literally recreated a whole situation that happened between us. 
And I hadn't said anything for over a year in mm. regards to it because I'm like, you're going to see this the way you want to see this. And it just got to the point where I was like, enough is enough. And I was like, nope, that's not what happened. This is exactly what happened. And this is your situation at the time because you were under an influence. So now you've recreated this whole situation that didn't happen. But I have to end this friendship for my well-being and my safety and my health. And not saying this person was, you know, not safe, but, you know, the mental safety. Mm -hmm. I had to protect myself. And I was like, I'm, I'm tired of having the same discussion because you keep bringing up what happened on January 2021. It's damn near 2023. So you haven't let this go. I've let it go. I love and care for you dearly, but I can't keep doing this. And I know that's right. And that's when I realized, you know what? You were trying to prevent confrontation. You were trying to save a friendship that really wasn't a friendship anymore. Wow. Wow. See, you know, I think that as women, we often do what you just did. We try to fix it, try to not hurt anybody's feelings. But, you know, I'm really here lately learning about self-love and love, loving myself and take care of my, taking care of myself. And one of the things we don't do, we are not doing is by taking, one of the things we're not doing by taking care of ourselves is losing our voice and choosing not to speak up because we're hurting ourselves. It's like we're, we have the conversations in our head, you know, and it gets in our hearts and it's not good for us health-wise because now we're holding everything inside and it doesn't mean need to be that way. It needs to be on the outside. We need to be able to get all that junk out of us. But I found for me is I have to learn how to season my words because sometimes I can be a little bit of, um, very um stern straightforward because of my past do you find that within yourself because of the things that you've gone through in your past that sometimes you might be a little bit on the defense or you're just just shoot shoot the gun off and just cut them off <laughs> because of things that happened in your past so sometimes I do have moments where I am being defensive and sometimes I, you know, especially with that individual I was talking about, it was, I handled, I sent the text message and I sent it with care when I received the response. And I was like, oh, you absolutely did not read what I wrote. So that means you don't care about this anymore, this friendship or working on this friendship. So I got to say goodbye, but you know, it's that moments where, you know, somebody's coming at you, coming at you, coming at you. It is like, okay, I got to protect myself. So let me defend me. Right. And I literally had to write down, I think the last couple of weeks where I had to talk to God, I said, God, I don't need to defend me to nobody, but you and myself. Amen. So this is what I'm praying for, that I stop feeling like I have to defend myself 
because I am enough just being me. I'm always growing. I'm always learning. I'm always going to evolve. And you got to do that. I literally lost my, uh, my sister. She got upset with me because I contacted her in regards to our mother. Mm -hmm. And, um, she was saying a whole bunch of stuff. I'm not, you know, going to really get, right. get into it. And she was like, well, I'm going to block you. You do what you need to do for you, boo. But <laughs> I know at the end of the day, you will always need me before I need you. And I will always love you. But this is what we're not going to do. You know, something you just said, and God just dropped it in my spirit. This is something that God has been um, dealing with me here lately. And you know, God allowed some things to happen in my life to get me to the point where he helped me and something you said about protection. And that is where that was something that God had to show me is that I grew up not feeling protected. I felt very unprotected when it came to my family because of the way because I was silent and didn't really say anything. So sometimes people would mistreat me and they knew I weren't going to say anything, would lie on me, knowing I'm not going to speak up for myself. So I felt unprotected because oftentimes my parents may believe what somebody says over me because I didn't fight for myself. But I also had the unprotectedness on jobs when people would lie on me out of envy or jealous, jealousy, and they would do stuff. And I'm like, why? I'm not, I'm not even bothering anyone, but I felt unprotected. And then when I got my voice back, I went to full on protection mode. I'm going to protect me. I'm going to get you before you got me. And I went full throttle. Like, no, 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 that's not going to happen. That was the old Miss V. She's new and improved. That's not going to happen. But God had to show me that it was the feeling of being unprotected. And that's why we go after people. That's why we have all that extra. But it's another thing that I want to share with you that God shared with me. God was like, stop having those conversations in your head. And I have it right here. I literally have it on a post-it note about that. And God is like, one of the reasons why you act the way you do is because when you have a conversation with somebody, you just go and have a full-on conversation in your head. And it's your thoughts, it's your feelings that you're projecting on someone else. Stop having those conversations when the, when the situation is over and done and you said what you need to do. That's it. Hands down. Even if they'll reach back out to, even if they come back to you, as long as you said what you needed to say, you got it off your chest. If they want to keep coming back, that's on them because they haven't dealt with it. Just like you were talking about the guy, the person, you know, here we are months later and you still rehashing the past. That's something they need to deal with. Right. So what did God reveal to you when you realize I don't have my full voice back? You know, sometimes I am defensive. You know, what did God reveal to you? Because that's what he did with me. It was it ended up being the protection um, part of it and having those conversations in my head. Keep running it over and over and over in my head and making it something that is not. Well, I know for me, um, I've been protecting myself since I was seven. Mm -hmm. And I've always protected me and put me first and, you know, just learning for me is still the process of learning to allow others in because I wouldn't, you know, of course, my best friend and friends and stuff like that, people that were really close to me, mm -hmm. I had a tight knit group, but anybody outside of that, I didn't. 
Um, mine was totally opposite. People were scared of me. Oh, wow. Like, people <laughs> were literally scared of me because I was a ticking time bomb ready to explode and did not care what I lost. Oh, Never been arrested. By <laughs> but I was a ticking time bomb. I was ready to fight at all costs. I would get off the bus. Boys would try to get off the bus. Boys would grab my butt. I would put, because I could fight them. I couldn't fight a teenage boy that was molesting me. But I would put my book back down and I would fight. Because it was like, I, I had to get that frustration and anger out. Because I'm like, I'm not going to allow you to disrespect me and touch my body and think that's okay. So it was totally the opposite. My mom, when my nieces and nephews were little, they would misbehave. And it's also a respect thing. Um, she would call me talking about, I'm going to tell June. And they would stop doing what they were doing <laughs> because they were scared. <laughs> and um, I wouldn't whoop them or anything. It was just that what are you doing and why are you doing it? Type that thing. you didn't play. I didn't play. And people knew that on jobs, I didn't care about supervisors. Um, I would let them know. And wow. I would be like, I don't like you. I would tell them straight up. I don't like you. Wow. And <laughs> I've left jobs on my terms. It's never been a situation of, oh, you disrespected me or whatever. I had a supervisor at my last job, I literally would have to walk out of the room because I knew I would be ready to throw her out of a three-story window. I was not like that. And she would call me and try to call me back in the room to talk to her. And I'm like, I am trying to literally protect you at all costs. This is about you because I know where I am. I'm like here. And you're steady trying to have a conversation with me and I'm doing what is absolutely best for your life right now and prevent me from going to prison. Yes. Me alone. Give me at least five minutes and then we can talk about this. But yeah, I was the, I was like a five, I was a bomb. I wasn't even a firecracker. I was a bomb (laughs) ready to explode. Um, That's like me being a cusser outer. Yeah, when and I, I would cuss, I would cuss people out. I would yeah. never do it around my mom. My mom has heard me, but she heard me cuss somebody out, and she was like, "Well, she would tell my sister, well, just have your sister cuss them out." Um, so I got it's literally telling me, you know, I'm I know I'm continuously healing. I'm continuously finding my voice and my path and my way of you know releasing my traumas and the things that impacted me. And um, it is, you know, a continuous thing because in the process of losing my dad at such a young age, and it was, you know, of course, the fear of, I don't want to lose friends. Mm -hmm. So you lose your voice because you're like, oh, well, this is the best friend ever. I love my friend and you'll deal with BS. But yeah. I'm like, you know what? God has poured in some great people into my life because after I've lost some people last year, God brought in some new people and they are a great circle. And God is continuously pouring in new people in my life. That's, you know, evolving and taking me on the journey that I'm going in the direction and business career or whatever in my life. So that is what he's showing me. It's okay to let go. 
even if it's family, it's okay to let go because, you know, friends can be family. I have a best friend. We've been friends since childhood and we're still best friends. Um, you know, just being able, that's what he's saying to me. He literally says to me, release. Wow. Release. That's powerful. You know, um, that's what I love about God. And I think one of the major things that we have to do is we have to recognize those things in ourselves that we need um, help with those areas in our life that we are struggling with and, and that we need help. And God is like, I'm right here. I'm right here, ready to help. You just got to get to the point where you realize you need me. You need that, that help. And it sounds like you, you know, you know, and that is one of the key things you have to be really in tune with yourself. And that is a part of self-love because everybody's talking about self-love now. And I'm I'm really on that journey because for so many years, I put everybody and everything before me. I was insignificant to myself. And I start, but that's a form of self-love, you know, spending time with God, learning about yourself, praying and asking God to help you in areas where you are weak. So for somebody that is out there who you run into and you feel like, oh my God, I see myself in them. They are not speaking up like they should. What advice would you give them? What would you say to that person? I would literally say, start to look at yourself and your relationship with yourself. Because one thing that I learned was I had commitment issues. And <laughs> the funny thing is, you know, when people, when you tell somebody I'm, I wasn't committed in my relationship, they immediately go to, Oh, you cheated or, Oh, you were, you, your eyes were wandering. No, I couldn't be committed to a relationship because I wasn't committed to me. Mm. So you can't commit to somebody else when you ain't committed to you. You can do whatever for that person in the world, but if you're not committed to you, you're focusing on them and there is no focus on you. So are you committed to you? Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of women, as we as women, we're not committed because we were so we've been brought up to take care of everything and everybody. If you got kids, your kids are first. If you marry your husband's first, you know, if your mom gets sick or your dad gets sick, they come first. Yeah. When do you commit to you and put you first? That's good. I like that. That yeah. That's good. I never... I, I did. I never saw it that way. The first thing that I would do is most likely let them help them to realize that they've lost their voice. It's like, you know what? You don't have your full voice because you could have said something, but you chose not to. Why did you choose not to say anything? And you had every right to defend yourself. So that's probably what I would have said. But I like the way you said, you know, because that is just key and, and important. So, you know, at the end of my stories, I always share my thoughts and then I ask questions. So you and I are going to answer these questions. Right. The first question is, if you've had, if you have regained your voice, are there people who you don't stick, that you still do not speak up to? If so, why not? Um, now I have to think, is there people? Um, currently now, no, okay. I don't. Um, literally before the year came in, me and God had this conversation and my word, my words for the year is letting go in peace. Mm -hmm. Because if I have to 
get my peace by letting people, things, situations, whatever go to get my peace. Bye-bye. So <laughs> I am literally not in a place where right now where I haven't. Um, if you would have caught me probably at some point before we got to 2023, yeah. But I literally said... You know, I'm I'm letting go. I'm letting go of people, even though we had the best time ever. Um, I've gotten rid of clothes and shoes and stuff yes. like that. Like, you know, letting go. So um right now, no. What about you? Now for me, it's not that I look um I don't speak up anymore, but I choose the right timing. Meaning, just like you said, I'm telling you to save your life. Just give me five minutes to get myself together. I will remove myself from the situation. Or if I'm on the phone or something, you know, I'll pull up one of my be lying. You know, I be lying, but I need to get off the phone with you right now because I'm about to go there and I need to pull my crazy stuff together before I finish this conversation. So I would say, no, there's not. But I do delay sometimes, meaning I choose to delay what I'm going to say until I get my words correctly, get my spirit right, you know, get my words seasoned so that I will say the right things, but I'm going to address it. So my answer would still be the same. No, there's not anybody. I, I do agree. I do think we do need to take time before we respond because sometimes that immediate response is out of anger and frustration mm -hmm. and it escalates. So taking a few minutes or, you know, it don't even have to be the same day and coming back and saying, um, you know, kind of when that happened or what you said or what you did. Yeah. And it gives you more time to really wrap your head around it, opposed to, OK, I'm about to knock you out. <laughs> yeah. And it, it gives yeah. you time to pray about it, too, because yeah. there yeah. was many a days I was in the bathroom like, Lord. If she said one more word to me, you know, the cusser out is going to come out of me and I'm trying to represent you, Lord. You know, it would it, it was like numerous times in the bathroom, just trying to get myself together, go back out and, you know, face the person and try not to be so uh, the cusser out of. <laughs> so the next question is, how important is it to you to have your full voice without holding back to save someone else's feelings? I would say that is extremely important um, because that means that I've come into full circle of healing and finding me and letting go of everything where it's not about protecting somebody else. It's truly my protection and putting me first. So I think that's extremely important, especially, you know, I would definitely say I'm probably 70, 75% there. Mm -hmm. um, and I still have a lot more work to do, but I would say that is, you know, the definitely the place that I want to be is to be able to use my voice and not use it being angry or cursing or threatening or, you know, in a calm manner where the person doesn't feel like, oh, she coming at me. I don't want it to be like that. So I think that's definitely um, a place that I'm still working on 
getting there, but I, I can definitely say it's a it's a lot better. If you would have met the other Lejeune, you'd be like, girl. So yeah. Yeah. I think it's extremely important as well. I really do. And I think that for me, having my full voice is freeing. It is so freeing, but it also comes with it with its challenges, meaning that knowing, okay, this is not the time to speak up, but you will address this, but this is not the time and being disciplined enough to walk away and not want to get in my feelings, you know, and get, you know, and just go all the cusser outer, you know, because I, I, I know that that part of me is still there because she was there for so long. You know, when I got my voice back, I was so hurt for so many years. People talking about me joking and all that stuff. I carried that. So it's a part of me. But the six-year-old who stopped talking, she's also a part of me as well. And I never want to go back to her and not speak up for myself. But I don't want to cuss people out. So it is very important. And I do it on a daily basis. I remember I was on the phone you know, now you got to call. You can't go into places. Now you got to call to get everything fixed. This man, I had literally said to him, I said, sir, I know it's not your fault, but you are representing the company. If you don't put somebody else on this telephone, I'm going to take all my anger out on you. So I'm letting you know right now that I'm almost at a 10. You need to get a supervisor or somebody else on this phone because I'm about to lose it. And uh, I was being honest with them because I was there and they was they were making it so difficult for me. And I was trying to talk myself down, calm myself down. And you know what he did? He said, thank you, ma'am. Please hold. <laughs> Put me on hold. <laughs> and when it came back, it was somebody else on the phone because I, you know what I'm saying? So every day is like a struggle. It's like a struggle with me. But I want to go ahead and I want to give you an opportunity to tell us about what you do, how we can find you and all that. Because I know you do healthy stuff and you got um, all kinds of things going on. So go ahead and tell us about where we can find you, what you got, what you have going on. So you can find me at LejeuneSingleton.com. Um get health coaching, health nutritional coaching, wellness, um, personal training. Um, so with that, um, I don't have prices because the prices are custom to your needs. So you can come to me and be like, well, I need health coaching, personal training and nutritional coaching. Okay. We can come up with a price with that. Um, I just want personal training. I just want nutrition. I just want health and wellness. Um, so it's accustomed to that because I think people think when they don't see prices, it means, oh, I can't afford it. So people, yeah, people stop doing that because your health and wellness is necessary and needed. Um, so definitely, um, I do 15 minute consultations for health, wellness and nutrition and 15 for personal training. And with the personal training, we work out for 15 minutes. You see if, okay, if we're a good fit or not. Um, also what I have coming up, my new season of my podcast is coming. I'm starting to look for it soon. And I'm doing a documentary on um, food disorders in the African-American community. So that is anorexia, bulimia, binge eating, obesity, those type of things to tell their stories. Um, because I think that's something that we don't talk about. 
We talk sure. about obesity. We don't talk about anorexia. We don't talk about bulimia. We don't really talk about the binge eating. So I want to bring awareness to it because I've suffered from majority spectrum. I was anorexic when I was younger, um, did binge eating and pre-obesity. So I definitely want to, you know, bring awareness to it and show, you know what, you can turn around. And most of it is trauma related. For me, it was a little bit of trauma. And some of it was growing up in the South and not wanting to be obese, like my family yeah. members or have health issues. Um, so that's something that I am working on. And, you know, that's definitely near and dear to my heart because I was talking to somebody and they were telling me, yeah, I used to be bulimic. And I was like, really? <laughs> so, you know, she's not quite ready to tell her story, but, you know, knowing that you're aware of it and most people were not aware of, you know, our, our disorders and traumas and things like that. So those are the things, um, steady promoting my book. You can find my book, releasing my trauma, the root of self-sabotage on mm -hmm. Amazon, Barnes and Noble. You can come to my website and purchase it as well. I'll sign it. Um, as well as Ingram's. I saw Walmart has it, eBay has it, and some other places. Okay, good. So definitely check that out. It is a self-help um, memoir about my life and my traumas and experience and how I got to the content place and happiness <laughs> and peace place I'm at now. So that is what I have going on. Um, I probably have some events, um, probably for Sexual Assault Awareness Month coming up. But yeah, so this okay. Is so I'm gonna make sure I have all of this in the description. And uh, quick question: So if we go to your website, that will tell us everything. Will Will it tell us about what you do more? So you know the different, um, the training, the um, health, and all that stuff. Because you know we said a lot but I want to make sure that people can go to a place and read it and get what they need and then be, be able to contact you. So, so the you website. Go, yeah, you can go to my website. Um, it does have everything I work with. Um, also individuals, uh, women who are 30 and over. Um, I work with individuals with disabilities as well so there is you know no judgment here injury recovery <laughs> um because i had a i messed my knee up so i understand it's definitely hard after an injury trying to come back and work out um arthritis chronic illnesses you you name it trauma yeah i, I work on all areas because i think with trauma is definitely hard because we've been told so many things because i've had clients that was told it they were fat and good for nothing. They was always going to be fat. So it's like, okay, well, that was a lie. They lied to you. So yes, that's on. right. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. So I, again, I'll make sure I put everything in the description so people can find you and please go out and support her. I mean, and support her because she's looking out for our health. And that is a way that you can show self-love to yourself by buying the book and getting, you know, with it, you know, cause I'm really working on, uh, my fluffiness. Now, one of the things I will say about me, you know, I look in the mirror, I tell myself every day, girl, you are so pretty. You are just beautiful. You fluffy, but you are beautiful. And there is somebody out there that will want and love you. I tell myself that, but I also want to be healthy to the point where God can use me and I can go places and do stuff without being winded 
Or, you know, I want to be able to stand up for a long period of time without my knees say, hey, sit your butt down. You know, so <laughs> I, I just think it's such a good thing, a way of showing yourself love. So please go and buy her book. Lejeune, thank you so much for being here. You have been amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And I also want to say, you know, also skinny people, because a lot of people think, oh, you skinny, you can't be unhealthy. Yes, you can. It's a lot of skinny people that's out here with chronic illnesses and kidney disease and stuff like that, who are experiencing trauma. So you can get healthier too. So don't think because you're skinny, you're not, you're unhealthy because that's a lie. Well, thank you for saying that, you know, because yeah. I've been in fluffy world all my life. So I don't know about the, the skinny people. All I can speak on is the fluffiness. Well, it's some fluffy people <laughs> that's more healthier than the skinny people. So just speaking. <laughs> all right. Thanks, girl. Thanks. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I pray that this episode has brought some joy to your life and you have learned something about yourself. If you like what you hear, please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube. And for more information about Miss V the Storyteller, you can visit my website at MissVTheStoryteller.GoDaddySites.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.